We're going to kick this episode off by giving love to our sponsor, Rent the Runway Unlimited. A new subscription to fashion that gives you the keys to a rotating dream closet for work, weekends, and everything in between. I rented a Pamela Love ring and a bag, and both of them I want to keep forever. Yeah, you've kind of been constantly wearing them, yeah. which I love. They yeah. go perfectly with your wardrobe. I, right now, am wearing a pair of Elizabeth and James earrings that I got this week from Rent the Runway, and I love them. They're a statement piece. And you know what's so fun? Our listeners get 25% off their first month of Unlimited with promo code RETROGRADE. So if you visit rentherunway.com slash unlimited or download the iPhone app, you can use your code for a 25% discount. Namaste. Renting the runway, please. Yes. Retrograde. We're here. You know what? It's the name of the show, and it's also it actually is what's so happening in the world. Anyone else? Feeling Anyone it? making plans and not following through with any of them? Um, Anyone double booking? Anyone? <laughs> welcome to that. So retrograde. You guys found yourselves here. Thank you for coming. Thanks for joining us. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Simbari. We are in a palace. In, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're in a studio today in. Uh, Sunny Studio City, California. Studio City, California. Absolutely Coming from named. live from Studio City, California. Um, the Ramah Institute kicked us out. <laughs> they did no, not I kick know. us out. A little salty. Just kidding. <laughs> no, it was booked up. They got stuff to do over there. So, honestly, it makes no difference to our beautiful listeners where we are. Other than the fact that this photo will not look like it's the not ones. gonna look chic. Yeah, <laughs> no. I'll tell you that. Much. But thank you for having us. Our sound recorder for the day, Evan. What's up? Hey, Love Evan. You. Sorry for all the dick jokes before. <laughs> It's cool. <laughs> Today on the show, we have someone that I'm super excited about because before we met her at a Lord Jones sound bath, I had thoroughly deep stock, deep stock, yeah. <laughs> and been like, I would like to call this person in Manifest as Destiny. a guide. And then I saw her there, and I was like, celebrity celebrity fangirling out. And I was like, you're Danielle. And she's like, I know that. And I was like, great. <laughs> Let's be friends. Um, she's an astrologer who does things a little differently. Yeah, she's a psychological astrologer. Ooh, what's that, guys? Writer and meditation guide. Oh, my God. I had the joy of speaking with her at the I Am That Girl 2017 Live Summit. You guys may have... Uh, remember me speaking about that Mm -hmm. let's just welcome her right to the show danielle beinstein okay let's talk about what the fuck is going on with the astros yes (laughs) let's really get down to it because stuff's people are feeling it people who don't normally feel these things are feeling them or they don't acknowledge it as a thing are like asking us like what's going on the cosmos like oh now you now you feel like something is happening (laughs) it's intense yeah Yeah. it's really intense (laughs) um you know so there's multiple things happening at once, which is why we're feeling all this intensity. So we have a bunch of retrogrades. There okay. are four outer planets that are retrograde. So which are? Uranus, Pluto, Neptune, and Saturn. So that's going on. And Mercury? And then Mercury. And so we feel Mercury more intensely because it's three times a year, right? Okay. And because it's a personal planet. Um, and so that means that it affects us on a more personal level. And it's thought and communication, which is why everything goes haywire. But on top of that, we're also in eclipse season. So eclipses Mm -hmm. pack three times the punch of a new moon and a full moon. Mm. So we're basically halfway between the full moon and the new moon. The new moon is a solar eclipse on the 21st. Everybody's ranting and raving about what that means for Trump. What does it mean? What does this mean? You know, it just... It basically means, it's an unfolding story. So if we look back to February 10th, which was, what, three weeks after he came into office, right, Mm -hmm. January 20th. So it's an unfolding story that'll last until January uh, 20th of 2019. That doesn't, right, right. But it doesn't mean he's going to stay in office. It's just the the idea that it hits his chart because it hits his ascendant. Yeah. It's more that it hits across America and everything is sort of coming up to the surface and imploding as we can feel it, Absolutely. right? On top of that, we have this 
T-square, which is three planets who are having a conversation, a tense conversation, and it's Jupiter, Venus, and Pluto. And so basically people feel that their relationships, all the shadows of relationship are up. Everyone that I know is going through some, except for you, honestly, (laughs) almost every other person that I know in a relationship is going through some shit. Shadows. Seriously, shadows. Power dynamics are up right? And then we have these eclipses, which are about us coming forward and standing tall. Mm -hmm. So I keep seeing, it's interesting, I I keep seeing all of these articles on narcissism, because that fits in line of what the shadow and what's emerging. I also think it's kind of bananas that we're in this time where it feels like the transparency is so much grander, Mm -hmm. right? Like everybody's more clear about all the damage that those who are narcissistic are doing and have done to our society. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing that collectively. We're seeing that personally. And I feel like people have just, they've had enough in everything, like personally, collectively. And we're feeling that. So people are like antsy and they're angsty and my phone's like off the hook. I can imagine. People are like, please calm me down. Please calm me down. But I really think it's like, I just see it as, this is kind of grotesque, but let's just go with it. it. It's kind of like a pimple. That's popping. I yeah. that's exactly. I, maybe it's because I'm having like a full breakout. But I've been I've been saying that there's like the gook needs to get out. That's, that's really I feel like what's happening on a spiritual level. Is, it's like we're seeing it. Do we have another t- marker in history where these three planets have had this com- intense conversation before that we can kind of look back to, or is this? A well, I mean, it's situation? it's more common than uncommon in terms of Venus and. Pluto mashing up. That'll happen multiple times a year. Pluto takes 240 years to go in the zodiac. Um, Mm. And Venus takes about two years. So they'll hit each other at various times. What we're really feeling is the aftermath of the Uranus-Pluto square, which lasted from 2012 to 2015. But the last time they were in conversation was in the 60s. In conjunction. Interesting. In Virgo. So I've talked a lot about this because we're seeing everything that didn't get dealt with properly then up for review. It's exactly what it feels like. I was uh, listening to you on um, Guru Jagat's um, reality riffing. That's how I originally found you. Really? Yeah. I love her. And yeah, she's amazing. She's She's helped us out so much this summer. But you were talking about how something about like the framework of democracy, like the when it was established, like that's also. Can oh, that's about, about Pluto. That? Yeah. So Pluto takes about 240 years to go in the Zodiac. So yeah. when the Declaration of Independence was signed, Pluto was also in Capricorn. Okay. So now it's back in Capricorn. Wow. It's full in Capricorn. It's it's um, it's in mid-degree right now, and it'll be, you know, until the early 2020s. But so we're dealing with that. And, you know, what's up is sort of the foundation and the structure and the skeleton of our nation and what that means. Wow. And that's up for review. And, like, as we can see, people have very differing views as to what America means to them. Yeah. Can you see where it's going in terms of, like, the renegotiation? That's interesting. I mean, I'm not a psychic. And I, like, really – that's why I've sort of been cautious about talking about this Trump thing. Because when the election first happened and, you know, I had a very – intense violent reaction to him getting in office you know I would cling to sort of each astrological occurrence like this is the thing that's going to get him out and he's not going to actually get in and so I've been a little bit more cautious in in predicting in that way because I also I don't want to give a sense of false hope and this is obviously right an ongoing story in in the game with this so it's hard to have take a step back and be like more objective yeah and I feel like He's the symptom, not the cause. 100%. I couldn't agree more. Oh, yeah. So we're still going to be dealing. Whenever he's out, please, God, let it be soon. You know, whenever he's out, we're still going to be dealing with the aftermath. So I, you know, and that, you know, that's how I deal with things with clients on a personal level. It's like everybody wants, it's human nature. We want to know, right? I'm going to meet someone at this date. Or (laughs) should I take this job or this job? And we live in this sort of binary state. And it's really important to get down to sort of the understanding that life is a journey, not a destination, right? right. Which is like super cheesy. <laughs> but it's really true because I feel like when we live in that place and we're, we're always awaiting that marker, then we have this sort of expectation. And when we're in that state of expectation, we're divorced from our, you know, what's currently possible and the opportunities to learn and discover ourselves. So I feel like it's always – to me, like what's happening right now – it's just everything is up for review. And it's like, this is, how did we get here? And I have mm. all kinds of theories about that. But like, how did we get here? And what do we do now? 
instead of like, this is the most terrible thing that's ever happened. Like, let's reframe that. It's all good. I just I'm it was so loud. Are you, <laughs> so sorry. She's had guys. 14 coffees today. Her stomach is imploding. So, <laughs> so what you're really talking about is like, even though there might be um, a degree of it being um, at the whim of what's happening astrologically, there's also something to be said for not being passive in that mode and taking whatever personal stock you need to take. And my question, I guess, is how to wrangle the energy of now to like your best benefit use it for good not evil yeah i love that yeah i mean so i'm a huge believer in personal responsibility and transcendence right so right now these eclipses this eclipse that's coming up on the 21st um is in leo and so leo is a creative um it's really fixed creative energy so it's the idea of how are we going to shine our light how are we going to live more authentically Mm. how are we going to live from the heart um you know, the shadow side of it is drama, showiness, needing tons of attention. Um, but the positive side is is incredibly generous and loving. And so to me, it's like we always have a choice as to how we use the energy. We always have a choice as to what we do to what with what happens to us, mm-hmm. right? So it's always bringing it back to what choice am I going to make and how conscious am I going to be in moving myself forward through this world? And we can – I think the hardest thing we we're talking about this, right, the hardest thing – is to take responsibility and yeah. to not live in blame, right? The blame-shame game, it gets you nowhere. It's an, it's sort of an immediate release. Mm-hmm. That's not helpful in yeah. the long term. It's just not. So what can people do with the energies of now, like if they are having a tough time, like in a relationship or with a job or whatever? Like I feel almost that there is this people want to be – having the answer or taking action but like my inclination is to be like you shouldn't do anything drastic at this very moment but I don't know if that's right or wrong I always say around eclipses create space and don't make any hard decisions and if you you know if you can try not to but also please don't give people ultimatums because mm. they will backfire, especially with Mercury and retrograde. So often in relationships, you know, when we're fed up or we're frustrated, we often go to ultimatums, but they don't serve. They're not. I always think the opportunity is what information is coming in? What is this trying to teach me? What do I need to learn? Mm-hmm. Right. And that setting up for that kind of um, psychological state will always move you forward. That's interesting. Right? Yeah. And so instead of going, this is... Also, we jump to judgment. And it takes you out of victim consciousness, too. Exactly. Because we jump to, like, this is bad. Well, do we really know it's bad? Right. Oh, there's so much... I feel like that's a theme, too, right now, is, like, the the good versus bad conversation yeah, has, like, been know? coming up a lot. And people are... It's a lot of self-judgment around, like, this is good and this is bad. It's like, well, wh- which one is which? Like, if something is supposedly good but makes you feel bad, like, is it good? Right. And that's very binary thinking. Yeah. Right. And life is more nuanced. I feel like that is a major issue in our society. And I feel like it's a result of of social media, but also dehumanization and and, um, living in such a mental state. Like, I feel like we live in a neck up society. Definitely. Where Mm -hmm. everything is thought and everything is um, labeled or judged. And we live in a society where it's like. I see these things on Facebook, they drive me crazy, where it's like six things successful people do or that you have to do or like five items of clothing you have to own by the time you're 30. And I just think like, you know what I mean? I see those things Whoa. and I'm like, I'm like huh? so happy I'm out of the fashion industry. <laughs> but do you know what Shoot I mean? Me. Like those, And I'm like, wh- how does that serve anybody? Like, re- like that kind of reductionist thinking, obviously, you know, that's like on the surface level but I think we live in that it's like okay if I don't have the husband and the kid by 32 I am this um you're not anything you're a human being yeah having a journey yeah right and so there's no expiration date on your heart oh my god I love that it's one of the chapters in my book on a mug no it's one of the chapters in the book that I'm gonna write oh my god I love that yeah yeah I mean (laughs) don't worry I'm working on it during this uh, retrograde (laughs) and eclipse season guys do you think self-help for cool sluts is a good title (laughs) yes (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Okay, I'm going to call it that. That's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, I just, yeah, I feel like, can we just be nicer to ourselves and then we'll be kinder Mm -hmm. and more empathic to people? And the thing is, is that we, you know, often the instinct is to justify our choices and actions. 
And so then we we put a stake in the ground of like, this is the way you're supposed to be. I see this all the time in mommy wars. Like, I'm not a parent, so I see it from the outside. And I'm like, people are like, you have to be a mother and you have to do it this way. And you have to do attachment parenting. And, you know, other women are like, you're supposed to be free and you need to be. It's like, no, there's no right or wrong way. Like, Whatever just, works for you. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, we live in these in these states and they're all just self-justification. They're all ego. So maybe like less of that. Yeah. So, okay. So to use the eclipse as a, this period of time, what can people do as like an exercise or like some sort of like concrete way to connect with getting out of that state and being a little bit more forgiving with themselves and other people? So one of the first things that I always tell my clients, it's the thing that has Mm. helped me more than anything. And I talked about this at the I Am That Girl retreat is writing but writing not with the intention of keeping the information Mm. writing with the intention of releasing so just getting it out of your system and then ripping it up and throwing it away it was so funny because they like they like like grasp they were like burn it and they were like but what if i want to hold on to my journal like sometimes i write stuff that i like like it's like we couldn't get past the idea of like it's just like a symbolic, like it doesn't matter. Just write whatever's going on. Like you can just move forward. Like it was the funniest thing That's ever. That's so cute. Every question came back to like, but what if I write a poem? And it was like, no, I'm, I, that's fantastic. But this is like very intentional Specific. release. Yeah. Writing. I want to release X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and just let it go because often that surface. And then, you know, the other thing is like moving we talk about this all the time, but I don't know how much we actually do it. Like, move into our body. Mm. So if you're feeling it, where are you feeling it? Are you feeling it in your chest? Are you feeling it in your heart? If you're feeling it in your solar plexus or your throat, and then have those parts of your body speak to you. Gestalting. It's giving them a voice and getting it out. And then once that's out, you have a clearer sense of what's happening. So how do you do that? Like, say I'm – this right. is made up. But, like, say I'm feeling something, like, in my throat <laughs> – and I'm like, oh, it's in there. Like, how do I get rid of it? This sounds a little woo-woo, but just go Tell with us. it. We're I will take it. a piece of paper and I will literally dialogue with my throat. I will be like, me, what do you have to say to me? And the throat, and I'll put throat. And then the throat will say, like, you're, you know, I'm not, you're not letting me speak. And I'm frustrated. I love that. And then I get to clarity. There's clarity underneath that. Wow. And then that's the place that I make a decision from. Wow. That's cool. So, you know, often it's like... I feel things in my stomach a lot, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, like bowels. Yeah. What are you trying to tell me? Yeah. Okay. So going back to this astral conversation, because I guess we have to be focused. <laughs> um, so okay, what does it mean when there's a when there's a Mercury retrograde during this time? Like, is it just we're just doubling down on the intensity? Should we hide? Or... What, what's <laughs> the thing? Hide. Yeah. <laughs> so anytime it's a retrograde, it's a re. So right. reevaluate, rethink, reassess. Yeah. Try not to sign at the line. But here's the thing. You got to live your life. Yeah. Right? So sometimes I think if a contract is coming down during Mercury retrograde, it's maybe it's meant to. Right. Maybe mm-hmm. that's part of the journey. Right? There's a false sense of control that people have with astrology because they think Ooh. if they time things perfectly that they'll get the exact result that they want. Ha ha. Right. Like that does right. not happen. Right. So it's like you want to be smart, but at the same time, you also, I always say life trumps astrology. Like, don't be hasty. Maybe we got to use a different. Yeah, sorry. Try that. <laughs> <laughs> like moving forward. I don't know. I just feel like that word is like no longer. I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But, you know, I think that it's like. Trigger warning. Yeah, I see this all the time. You know, I won't date, you know, this. A client will say to me. Well, that's funny because your seventh house is actually in that sign, which means you're going to draw it in over and over again as your partner. So often we reject it's an aspect of ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I always like to dig in deep. And no one is ever just their sun. They're never just their moon. They're never just their Venus. Or it's a we're complex, messy humans. So psychological astrology. Mm -hmm. How do you? What's your approach? My approach is that's the landscape. So Mm -hmm. I look at a natal chart, which is a snapshot of the sky the moment you're born. And then that's that's the landscape. And then I help people navigate the terrain. Mm. So let's say, you know, I'll I'll use transits, which is what's happening currently in the sky and how that affects. And I'll use it's archetypes. So we all have certain archetypes that we lean into more than others. 
but we all have all the archetypes within us. Sure. Right. And we all have, you know, the victim. We all have the saboteur. We all have the prostitute. You know, we all have the child. Right. Those are Carolyn Mace's like four mm-hmm. core archetypes. Um, and so it's looking at the ways in which we're using or or abusing different aspects of our psyche. And then I help people use certain tools to basically get where they want to go. So it's like based on their natal chart in conjunction with what's going on in their life. Right. And then psychological tools. Right. So I do a lot of inner child healing because often when we're um, in distress currently, it's something that's been, it's been, we've been harboring for a really long time. Yeah. So earlier when I was, when you said, I, we were talking about the eclipse before we started recording and you're like, how are you? And I was like, I think I'm fine. Like, it's not really hitting me. I know that I really don't have like any Leo on my chart. Mm-hmm. Is that why, like when you say it's not hitting you, does it mean like there's nothing that's specifically directed at me in this that's right. moment? That's right. It Or it can be hitting you in a positive way, but there there's so much happening in the sky concurrently right now that the things that feel more tense just may not be hitting you directly. Also, you know, this eclipse that's happening has a lot of positivity to it. Yeah. It's a burst forward. Yeah, let's talk about that. So it's really, you know, it's. I feel like we've been shedding skin for the past month Mm -hmm. in preparation for this burst forward. So maybe there's just not a layer to peel right now. There's not always a layer to peel. Well, it's also like, I mean... I've been personally peeling a lot of layers, so it's right. like what's left at this exact moment, Yeah, it maybe just is like a push. Completely. And it's really about tuning into the heart and then courage. Mm. How courageous are we to stand in our truth? What do we really want? Because most of the time we're conditioned to want certain things. And mm. peeling back the layer is what do I really want? Who am I really? you know, versus who I was conditioned to be. It's funny. I was talking to a friend yesterday and she was saying that she's been doing this thing where she's going, she's like, I just feel like relationships like aren't for me. Like I just can't get one. And she's probably going to hear this. (laughs) And I was saying like, she was like, I'm making a list of things I think I want for a partner. And then we started kind of talking about like how making a list can actually be like more alienating because it's exactly what you're saying, which is that it's what you think that you actually need just what you think that you need versus like what you actually need. And to kind of like, surrendered and not maybe knowing exactly what's right for you the not knowing yeah that's the key i mean that's kind of what i was talking about before with the mommy wars thing it's like you know when we live in dilemma or we live in one side of the aisle right we're not we're not open to all the possibilities inside us right and we're the i think the idea is Mm -hmm. always to go I don't know. I only know what's working for me or not working for me. Yeah. Right? And, you know, having empathy and compassion. But, I, th- I yeah, I think it's an ongoing process of self-discovery and not moving too far in any one direction or thinking that that's going to be the answer. Mm-hmm. And living in the unknown is the highest spiritual state. And being flexible. Yeah. To yourself. Being Yeah, and, and anything that's coming down the pike. Right. Right? Because if we're in resistance to what is, we're just causing ourselves more angst. I say a lot in, when I start my meditations, um, you can never depart a station you've never arrived at. Ooh. So sometimes you just need to go, oh, I, this is how I'm really feeling underneath. And once you acknowledge it and you name the landscape, you can move forward. Mm-hmm. But often we're in such resistance to what's happening that um, we just we calcify. How do you think people, because I feel like something that's really difficult to identify that you're in resistance. Yeah. You can, you, you can usually find when you're justifying it, when Ooh, you're justifying. smart. Or you are holding steady to an opinion. You know, one of the th- first things my boyfriend said to me was such like, it was so illuminating, I'm going to so reveal myself here. But he was like, he, he was like, you were raised to debate, you debate to win, I debate to find the truth. Ooh. And I was like... Okay. Damn. I know. I was like, yeah, and that that was a shadow of mine because I was raised in a house. We sat around the table and we debated politics. Yeah. And he's like, you know, let's seek the truth underneath his conversation. Yeah, I know. That was really, really It's like not about being right. That's just like kind of was like. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why he's good for me. He said in a kind way, I'm not in an abusive relationship. But I just (laughs) (laughs) just want to be clear. But it was so, it was so illuminating to me because I was like, oh my God, that's my shadow. And that's, that's how I know that 
I'm not actually listening underneath to how I feel mm. and how I, you know, what's really happening. And it's, it's like it actually shifted something inside me. Mm. That was huge. That's so cool. I love that. Right? So it's like I think that, you know, we, again – I mean, I am from New York City where it's like you have to have the answer. You have to be right. Right. I mean, with, the proof. my whole thing with my family was like we all want to have the last word. Yeah. And that's what that is. Yes. The last word is like, and I'm right. And bye. Yeah. And it's like. <laughs> and like there's no, there's no right. There's no right way to be when you're talking about your own unfolding. Right. Like there's it's just it's a journey. And also the other thing is I also tell my clients when they're stuck in dilemma, it's, you know, it's, again, a false sense of control because if we look at astrology, we look at sort of the soul's journey, the universe is going to give us whatever experiences we need to give us the lessons that we need. Mm. So we think if I go this way, then this is going to happen. But underneath, we're still going to – we're going to be presented with ourselves. I also think it's just because, like, you get – like, you get – I'll speak from the eye. Like, I've gotten – felt like I've arrived at a conclusion or, like, a realization and then I, like – will attach and hinge into that, like, specific place where I'm like, now I have an understanding of this, and it's, like, a framework. And so I'll try to, like, that goes there, and then this goes there, and then that goes there, and then I end up being, like, a fragmented version of myself. And so I'm learning more to, like, take those walls away and be like, okay, it's not something that needs to stay that way forever. That's just what's happening at the moment. But I think that you're right. It's a way for us to feel like we have control and understanding of our experience. And we don't. And we don't. I mean, we can stand up and speak our truth and protest and do all those things. But there's also the train has left the station, you know, and what's going on globally. And it's it's I think the more we react in outrage, the more we fuel the fire. So with, you know, all the protesting and stuff like that, obviously that's written in the stars. Yeah. To me, that's just it's again the pimple. Yeah. That's burst open. And right? so you think that the best way to go about handling it is through just taking care of ourselves and each other? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's – to me, it's always like being for something as opposed to against something. Ooh, I love. So, I mean, obviously we're against racism. Yeah. But well, how about we're for um, a tolerance? Right. We're for tolerance. We're for acceptance. We're for love. We're for, and I always think when energy rides on the positive, it's it's more magnetic of course. than when it rides on the negative. Yeah. So I think every time that we, you know, experience outrage and fear, we're feeding it, right? And so I think that it's like protesting from that positive place, which I feel like is happening, which is why I think there's so much incredible work being done on the ground, and it's so effective. But I, I feel like being intentional about our energy mm-hmm. is everything. How how do you recommend getting to that place? Because it's very hard to initially and knee jerk reaction wise be intentional. At least for me, yeah. like I'm not like I'm not seeing this and being like, okay, what's the plan of it? Like, how do we come together? Like, that's not my feeling. My feeling is my soul is crushed, mm-hmm. and you feel hel- I feel helpless, mm-hmm. and I feel sad, and my heart breaks. I totally hear you. I mean, after the election, I was, like, in bed sobbing. I mean, I had to go teach a meditation class, and I was – I'm not kidding. Like, tears were running down my face. I I had – and I was angry, and I was so reactive. I was like, this is not who I want to be. This doesn't serve anybody. So I think it's more about noticing our state of mind Mm -hmm. and going, okay, who is this serving? Because it's definitely not serving you because if you're in that state, I think sadness also is different than extreme anger. Anger can be a motivating force, but then once you're moving forward, you can sort of let the anger go. I think that's another thing is that we hold on to the thing that serves us way past the point of it serving us. Sure. Right? Yeah. So I think it's also like you're human. This is, you know, we see things that are breaking our hearts. That's real. That's part of the human experience. Mm-hmm. And it's like showing up and doing what we can and living authentically and living from a loving place. But I, who? I mean, there's no one answer. This is so enormous. And I think that's part of it, too. It's like, OK, I can take action, but I also don't I'm not I'm not all knowing all powerful. Right. Right. All I can do is show up in a loving state. Sometimes I feel like the, a really beautiful act of resistance is just doing that, is being like, okay, I'm not going to be angry and, and, and feed this and, 
and be reactive like I'm just gonna flip it around and be like more loving to like myself and to my friends and my family and to like strangers whatever like that's also resisting what's happening like nobody is encouraging that really on like that level exactly and I feel like that's the conversation you know that's really gonna get us where we want to go but it takes it's gonna take a lot of fucking time yeah so date wise Mercury retrograde. Am I gonna get one? Definitely <laughs> <No>. <laughs> gonna get one. Um, When's this gonna end? Okay. <laughs> the, the Mercury is in retrograde till September fifth. That's correct. And then, do you acknowledge the shadow? Like, what? Where? Does yeah, that go? I think like, it's. You know, I, I do. I think that we get again. I think people get really caught in dates, and they get really um, freaked out. I think that it's it's a process. We. It's the idea that we don't snap in and out of things quickly. Mm -hmm. That's all that it is. Right? And so it's an unfolding. And so you realize, okay, it's starting to wake up and go direct September 5th. And then, you know, it's slowly things are going to become more and more clear after that. And then, you know, the the big date also that I'm looking at is August 25th when Saturn goes direct. So that's the first of the outer planets to go direct. Isn't that like a major deal? And then Saturn's going to change signs. It is going to change signs on December it's good for 20th. Us. <laughs> From what I've heard. It's good. It's good. It's good for a lot of reasons because Saturn will move into Capricorn, its home sign. And as we, 2020 is going to be bananas because we're going to have a Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn conjunction. So a lot of, I, I've talked about this too a lot. So a, there's Ew, a lot. Is that an election year? Yeah, 2020. Icky. It is icky. It's true. <laughs> it is an election year. Right. And and so, you know, it's kind of like the hammer coming down. I mean, they're just going to be like, Man, this government isn't working anymore. And then it's going to explode all over the place. And then Mike Pence is going to be like jerking up on Trump and it's going to be like really crazy. And it's then like, like Hillary's going to come and she'd be like, oh. You know what someone said to me yesterday? And I like, I, I kind of get this. It's almost like the universe is like keep showing us things that we never thought would happen so like when aliens like land on earth we're like yeah i don't even know anymore like it's just it's like when arrival happens you guys see that movie like when that actually happens we're just going to be like i yeah i yeah. don't it's, I, I my sense of our sense of reality is being so distorted yeah so i, don't I know, know it's really hard though like as much as i f- i do feel like okay it's not cool to get mad like it's today i was like listening to the th- the radio on the way to your house, Elizabeth, and I was just, like, screaming in my car. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it, as much as you think nothing can surprise me anymore, it <laughs> continues like, to be, like, I cannot believe what I'm hearing and seeing. And, like, yeah, it's the sad violence, but it's just also the ignorance and, like, actual stupidity that, like, we're even a le- – like, I feel like news stations should just be, like, we're not airing anything he says again. Like, we're not going to put him insane. on TV. It's insane. Although, again, I think it's a symptom, not a cause. And I think that it's also if we the truth is this has been underground for a long mm-hmm. time. Of and course, it's, it's like it's not like racism is new. Yeah, but it's just so crazy. Like I'm Jewish and I grew up in New York and like I just it's like the Holocaust was terrible. You know, I grew up around I lost a lot of family in the Holocaust. and I grew up around that consciousness and sort of and then it's like. That it's marching, you know, that Nazis are, like, marching in the street. Jews cannot replace us. Believe me, Jews don't do what you guys do, you fat fucking hicks. Jews aren't in fucking Virginia doing your shitty jobs at McDonald's. Relax. Sorry. (laughs) That's, like, a whole other conversation. But But also, is it wrong? Did Jews do that stuff? No. (laughs) No, but I think I do. But I do think what's happening. But I do think what's happening is that we, we do have... You know, so that's the extreme, and that's obviously not healthy. But you have a lot of people who really can't put food on the table across right. this country, yeah. and that is a and yeah. we don't. It's not as in our face in the cities, in the coastal cities, but people are really, really, really struggling financially. Yeah. And what's the first thing that happens? They find a scapegoat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you know, we're all collectively partly responsible for the reality on the ground and we don't see it because we're like the stock market's through the roof or whatever but this is what happens when people can't put food on the table yeah Yeah. and there are no jobs and the jobs are going i mean you know so i think it's it's not so i mean the the racism and the scapegoating is kind of as black as white as you can get no No pun pun intended. intended um but i think the the under this is what i mean about like looking at well what's really happening here and what's been building since the 60s or even the 50s with the beginning of like franchise and and 
you know, globalization and, yeah. and large corporations and where did the individual go and power being so concentrated on the top. And I think that, that that's the conversation that we need to be having. I feel like that's, yeah. that's what, you know, Bernie was kind of bringing to the surface. And I feel like that's all the stuff that astrologically is like... Needs to come yeah, through. Yeah, because America, I mean, obviously it was built on the backs of slaves, but it was built on the idea of freedom, right? So it was built on a paradox. Yeah. Right? Right. But that that was the underlying idea. And now people don't feel free because they don't, they feel like they're beholden to banks and they're beholden, you know. So there's just, it's so messy. It's so So distracting too. Like, like I'm getting mad at these like stupid people marching, but like, you're so right. It's like, it's actually about so much more that we're really not focusing on. Right. And it's like, well, what's, what drove that behavior? Because you're not born that way. Right. So where does that come from? That comes from fear and ignorance and, um, but mostly it comes from massive fear and scarcity. Mm -hmm. They've taken my jobs. I mean, that's really what they're saying, right? It's like, instead of being like, oh, I'm going to create something new, I'm going to... Operating from a place of lack. Right. They're, They're in total victim consciousness. Yeah. I couldn't help but feel when I was watching the Charlottesville coverage, like what would happen if everyone just stopped and meditated? Like what would that look like? And what was the, what would the, how how would the energy shift? It's, did you watch the Vice documentary? Yes. Yeah, we We, were going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Talk about it now. We can talk about it now. (laughs) But just, you know, watching that and watching, I mean, talk about like righteousness and thinking that, you know, and the dehumanization of anything that isn't them and the Productive thinking it's like not even aware of one's thoughts not even aware of like what made me think this way mm-hmm. where did this come from like what why am I feeling this I mean and that's what meditation is really for is so awareness would you um in honor of everything that that's going on I feel oh I'm feeling a lot and I from all the conversations we've had with people everyone's just like on that feeling tip. Yeah. I feel bad that I said they were fat and worked at McDonald's. It's okay. But it's you're, probably You're true. a comedian. I know. It's like, see, then I like feel bad, but then I just double down. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of being a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of free speech. And right. if people can't get that, then I know. we're in it's the age o- of It's also coming from... It's a protective place. Yeah, it's coming from anger. It's okay. Yeah. Don't and worry sadness. about it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I was like, wow, that was a little harsh. But also, was it? We're human. Yeah. Um, okay, thank you. But maybe we could do like a, a yeah. little five-minute mm-hmm. meditation for our listeners. So if you're driving... Um, pull over. Pull over. If you're driving, close your eyes. <laughs> exactly. Um, LA and, police report. Yeah. <laughs> That's a retrograde podcast, encouraging people to drive off the road. Uh, and yeah, let's just... Do you guys know that I, that happened that I... Just shy of a year ago, my car flipped four times and I had a near-death experience. What? What? Yeah. Wait, tell us everything (laughs) before we do this. So I was planning a month-long road trip in Northern California, day one of the road trip, which was on the eclipse on September 2nd. Um, I was, I had made it to like San, um, I was like Monterey area. I don't know what happened. I have no memory. All I know is that I was driving north on the 101, and I woke up 15 minutes later. My car was upside down, sideways, and diagonal on the 101 south, what? and I had stopped traffic. And no one hit me, and I didn't hit anyone. And I, I, I for sure, when it started to happen, I was out of my body, and I was like, oh, this is it. I'm leaving. And then I woke up in the car, and I think they didn't – the police and paramedics were there, but I think they didn't want to move me because they thought I was either paralyzed or – and I just woke up. And I remember just all these faces around me going – like looking at me like I was Lazarus, rising from the dead. It was bizarre. My jaw is on the floor. Wait, right you now. remember the feeling of like I'm out? Yes, I remember the feeling of going, um, oh, this makes perfect sense. This is how I'm leaving, and then being out of my body and watching myself tumble, <gasps> and then, and then everything kind of went to white. Yeah, and then I woke up, and and I remember being in the the ambulance and saying to the the guy so I just want you to know I'm probably gonna have a brain bleed and die because I'm really I don't think I'm supposed to be here I was very calm I was like very zen really and he's like no I think you're gonna be fine and they they rushed me to the hospital but it was yeah so in a way I felt not in a way I mean I feel like I got I was reborn about 
almost a year ago. Wow. Whoa. And it was birthday, almost. Thank you. Which is weird because it's actually around yeah. my birthday. So just did kidding, f- don't close your eyes. <laughs> Wait, did you feel, sorry, not not here yet. Did you feel, do you feel like different? Like, yeah. did you feel something shifted? What was it? Um, I felt a lot light. Well, I went through, I was kind of up and down for a while. But coming out of it, I felt much lighter. And then um, it's been a very interesting year. I feel like... I feel like it's been a, a process because in some ways, I, when it first happened, I like would go to eat somewhere and I'd be like, do I like the same foods? Like I would, because I was like, did I have, like I got really wooed. Like a, a soul, soul transfer? Yeah. And I think, and I spoke to all, you know, a couple shamans and they all basically said the same thing, which is that I reincarnated in the same body or like I was supposed to go, but then, which is interesting because they said in September, a shaman said to me, you were going to go, but then you, you found out the world was about to get very interesting. So you decided to stay. And, ah! then, yeah, and, then, he, and then he won. And I was like, oh, I guess it is Chills. interesting. But the weirdest thing is well, leading I'm up so to it. And then we'll do a meditation. Die. Yeah, I'm so happy you're <laughs> Leading here. up to the meditation, the weirdest thing was that I, like all the people that I had, not, had unresolved material with came into my path. Like, they just showed up in my past. So I got to have all these goodbye conversations. Before not knowing, that? Yeah, not knowing that that's what was happening. Because I realized when I when it was starting to happen, I was like, it was a you know, split second of like, this, everything makes sense. That's why I mm-hmm. saw that person. That's why I had that conversation. Like in a, all at the same yeah. time. Oh, my God, Danielle. So we So I, the, the big takeaway was we really don't have the control we think we have. Mm-hmm. And so the peace that I feel inside myself is is very different. And like what our experience is is not what we think it is. Exactly. That that the book the the heaven the gates of heaven or whatever that we the guy just we might have him on the show that book where he was like a neurosurgeon. neurosurgeon. Yes, it's that. Yes, where he like thinks he knows everything about the brain. Yeah, he thinks he knows everything about the brain, and then he almost dies as a as a science person, and he realizes that he knows nothing about the brain. That, I mean, that's what it was because I grew up in a very sort of cerebral, intellectually yeah. focused, status focused world. And it was like the final kind of push out of that. That is insane. It was insane. It was insane. I'm still integrating it. It's like, oh, really? That happened? But yeah, it's almost coming up on a year. But like nothing happened to you. Like No. Oh, that's the weirdest thing is I walked away and I was fine. I had a little scar. My, well, my left hand was blown up in purple, but it's just a little scar now. It's like my Harry Potter scar. It was like a machaya almost. Yeah. yeah. Wow. On that note, oh my God. meditate. Woo! How do we get here? <laughs> what a conversation. <laughs> I love it. I love when we just go rogue and like yeah. <laughs> we have no plan. Well, you were talking about, you know, meditating and going off the road. Yeah. About, like, no, you know, I mean, I'm so glad you told the story. It's 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 wild. So should people um, meditate while driving? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. Okay, so close your eyes. Okay. Just start to notice the breath. Breathing in and out of the belly. Notice the state of your mind. Is it active? Is it quiet? Is it preoccupied or open? Just allow it to be what it is without judgment. Noticing any feelings or emotions that may be present. Allowing them to be there without judgment. not resisting, not grasping. Slowing down the breath. Breathing in and out. And in and out, allowing anything that does not serve us in this moment to melt away.
and finding your heart center. Tuning in to your own loving kindness. Breathing all the way down to the tops of the knees. Knowing and trusting that what you seek is seeking you. And that you already have everything you need deep within you. Inhaling and exhaling. Taking a final breath in. Exhaling out. And when you feel ready, gently opening the eyes. I never want to open my eyes after meditation. I'm just like, I'm ready for a nap. <laughs> Danielle, you are a Zen master queen. Yeah. Um, hardly. No, but that's just really... As, that, as much as a Jew from New York can be. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, post-Trump, yeah. That just really did it for me. I mean, I'm ready for a, a yeah. big nap. Oh, well, that makes me feel happy. <laughs> How's everybody out there doing? just the great big nap? Yeah. just the great big nap. Yeah. How much happier would we be as a society if we slept more? Agree. Right. Siesta. Siesta. Yeah. I don't really want to nap so much as just like curl up and watch Kardashian reruns midday. Just be a bonobo. <laughs> What's that? It's the monkey, the, the love monkeys. monkeys. Oh, perfect. Let's just be bonobos. I hope that this episode inspires everyone to transmute their fear and anger into more love in their life. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so beautiful. That's what I want from yeah. from today. And to not freak out about where we are astrologically. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like flow with it and use it mm-hmm. to your advantage. Yeah, it's all there to serve us. Yeah. We're all just growing and evolving. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of like fear mongering. This is so stupid, <laughs> but like fear mongering around Mercury retrograde. <laughs> yeah. And like, or, it's like, it's the propaganda. It's retrograde. And you're <laughs> like, it's this, it's that. And it's like, it, that alone makes you feel like you're under siege. Can I just tell you that some of my best experiences happen? during Mercury retrograde. I I have run-ins, magical occurrences happen. I just feel like, I don't know what the fear is. It's like, don't we all need to pause and reflect? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's all. I definitely feel the re, like, a lot. I feel like it's a revisiting of things that I might have, like, fucked up a little Mm -hmm. bit that I can now just adjust. Beautiful. That's it. That's it. We're all growing and evolving. Yeah. Yeah. Danielle, tell our listeners where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Danny Beinstein, D-A-N-I-B-E-I-N-S-T-E-I-N, or my website, DanielleBeinstein.com. And you do events around Los Angeles? I do. I do. Like, I'm doing a new moon circle at Jenny Kane. I'm going to have more events coming up. Um, I'm part of the Good Festival on February 3rd, the Hudson Lofts downtown. I'm going to do a breakout session there. In L.A. or New York? In L.A. Oh. Um, But, yeah. Fabulous. Thank you so much. This is such a treat. This has been amazing. This has been such a joy. Can we keep you? Yes. Okay, Okay, good. Good. Perfect. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's a retrograde. It's time for RNT.
time for RNT, those stems and leaves. Elizabeth and Steph are going to tell you how they feel about it. See, we have the theme song, yet we still feel the need to keep the beat. Yeah, because we want you guys to know that we know what you're hearing. And also, we're committed. And we, yeah. Okay, ugh. Uh. Thorns, a boy is FaceTiming with Stephanie right now. Sorry, LOL. I just had to... <laughs> Okay, well, um, I guess we'll go worse for first, considering this... Weekend was uh, the worst a weekend of life. Game of Thorns, let's uh, call it that. <laughs> I mean, say the least. Thorn Nazis. Oh, I'm out. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's not really much else to say about that. No, afterwards. but I will say, side Thorn for said Nazism is I as part of a a wellness practice. I don't really use Facebook. You're you're the same. We both kind of like killed that out of our lives. I mostly just check in with my aunts and uncles. Right. And so I was, but this past weekend, I was inclined to sign on Facebook because I was interested in what the dialogue might be. I don't know why. I was just like, I have a pretty blue feed. It might be just some like interesting intellectual points. Think pieces. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, 98% of my feed was about fucking Burning Man. Well, I mean, to me, that's more rosy than thorny. It's like, it was not woke. I'll tell you that much. Okay, but let's, expo- <laughs> let's, okay. Also, questionable questioning your use of the word woke uh okay let's just entertain this for one hot second okay going with what danny said thematically speaking yeah isn't it semi-positive that people are engaging with a such a community-based love-oriented activity in the midst of such a trying time Trying yes. to bring each other that. together and work together and, and like, celebrate. Do a bunch of drugs and be naked? Yeah. I mean, of course I'm down with that. When in doubt, <laughs> do a bunch of drugs and be naked is how I pretty much live my yeah. life. So I hear what you're saying. It was just like a fun, like it was like. You're like, is anyone talking about this or are we all just building statues? Exactly. Yeah, no, I get it. It was just uh, like ironically, a little. statues. It was though. just like, right. It was just like a little bit of like a lulls. Like, of course this is. Right. Well, I had a Facebook thorn as well. My father, um, <clears throat> he who shall remain nameless, <laughs> uh, he posted something. So my dad, guys, brace yourselves. My dad was a voter of Trump. I feel like a lot of people's dads were. And it's something that I'm dealing with and grappling with on Someone's a daily dad basis. Voted. Yeah, I mean, tons <laughs> of dads voted. Um, grappling with because I want to have a relationship with him, but I also fundamentally disagree with 99% of the things that he thinks and feels. Uh, You like articulate sentences? Yeah, you know, I just like people to, like, make sense and, like, um, you know, care about people and stuff like that. Um, But he posted this thing that was just a bunch of witches around a table, and it said, like, Saturday mornings on The View or some (laughs) stupid bullshit. Like, it's just a dumb thing. And I wrote, this is offensive. And he goes, yeah, but it's so true. And then I wrote, like, a paragraph about, like, how him posting stupid fucking memes like that is just adding to a negative dialogue and how it's not important. Yeah. But then I just was like, I don't want to create, I'm not trying to troll my dad. So then I erased it. (laughs) Hilarious. Um, You write, like, this, like, clap back. I did. I clapped back so hard. And then I was like, I don't want this to go on. And, yeah, I just... (sighs) And then my brother group texted him and he was like, I just want to make sure you're not a white supremacist. My dad's like, <laughs> what? No. <laughs> but it's like, I do feel that by still supporting this person who's... Cartoon memes. Yeah. No, by still, <laughs> by still supporting the president, if we can even call him that, he's being like a passive bystander to the dialogue that's being perpetuated. So that's kind of a hard thing for me to wrap my mind around and I don't I'm seeing him in a month and I'm really already trying to think about how I can broach this conversation without railroading my relationship with my dad yeah even though it's it's already kind of you know it's a it's a we're not that tight right Right. (laughs) but we do love each other of course but it's hard bring you into this world yeah I mean he's gone a lot but Um, was that your thorn? Um, Dad's cartoon memes? No. My thorn is dad bod. Um, (laughs) No, my thorn is, yeah, I I think it's kind of self-explanatory, to be honest with you. Also, but a run of the roses of the thorns, Danny was talking about the vice thing. Right. And, which, if you guys haven't seen it, is available actually for free online. Yeah. And it's incredible. It's 
the Vice team goes to Charlottesville. They were there for like they were the there from full, the beginning. Yeah, during like the torch marches and all that stuff. Um, and I will say that the female reporter whose name I unfortunately the cute girl with the glasses yeah. and the side braid. Yeah, okay, loving her honorary Rose. Yeah, so that's the Rose is that she was able to like get these interviews and hold space for these opinions that were definitely not shared by her or any of the team and though she appeared to want to spit fireballs at this man's face she just continued with her line of questioning and earnestly was trying to make logical sense of what he was saying and though I think that he's a monster I also do believe in the power of dialogue and understanding and even in the most intense situation she was able to at least mine some perspective. And I think to be able to do that is an incredible gift. Like, I would have, A, never wanted to put myself in that situation. When they jumped in that fucking van. When they van, got in the van. I was crazy. like, someone could blow you guys up. Like, yeah. this is just, like, it's so fucking scary. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's a must watch. Yeah. It's, it's challenging to watch, but it's really, it's a, it's a great, Look at, at really how everything played out this past weekend. Yeah, and I wonder if I think the unfortunate thing. Great is, look is such a poor choice of words. I'm just at a loss for how to describe it. What I said it's a great look. Oh, I, was, oh, I like, didn't hear that. Like, what? No, but what I was gonna say is I wonder how you know in the way that like Vice News decided to take the to, the opportunity to get the perspective of the people that are on the side that they're not on and and hear it and listen to it, even though obviously we're not going to agree with any racist sentiment or like hateful rhetoric at all. They're still giving that an opportunity to be heard. So potentially we can change it. Yeah. Whereas I wonder if those people would be able to hear the other agenda and understand it all or integrate it all that like they're misinformed about their argument like you know I think that change does happen through those conversations but unfortunately I feel that both sides have a difficult time Mm -hmm. understanding where the other one's coming from and I mean don't even get us started on fucking both sides are at fault and there's a lot of bad people on both sides let us not get involved with that situation. I think the syphilis has finally taken control of his brain and he's just real confused. Allegedly. I mean, th- I've heard through very reliable sources that he's got it. So retrograde exclusive. Oh, so retrograde exclusive. Um, okay, Rose, do you have any? Um, How do we I'm, feel? I, do you have any? I will say that just on like a micro and macro obvious level, it's been a bit thorny. Um, and the rose in all of this is, on a personal level, the toolkit that I have acquired um, as a result of the practices picked up through producing the show is they're like in my soul now. I know. Like I've... I feel like I know what to do to like keep myself on track, and even if I'm feeling down and out, I have these things like. Writing, moving my body, meditating, coloring. Like, it just, it doesn't matter. But they're there and they're for me to use. And they work. They help. It's so funny you're saying that because I feel the exact same way. Like, I feel like I'm finally in this place after years of doing this and also, like, just years of just trying as a person. I mean, the first time I did the artist way was literally, like, 10 years ago. Of trying all these things. Like, now I feel like it has become this unconscious thing that I can just, like, handle myself yeah the barrier to entry feels like it's been lifted and they're just there at their at their disposal yeah like I can just like turn to them and use them and yeah. they they on some level assist yeah and it's so it's like a total revelation so if there's any takeaway for you guys from this I feel that it's just keep trying mm-hmm. like keep trying to make yourself feel comfortable and feel happy and feel loving and all those things loving towards yourself and obviously by proxy other people because eventually you won't have to think about it like my brother was like telling me something and he's 27 and he's like I don't know what it is like I'm just like so in my head lately like I've never been like this and I go I mean you're just in your 20s like that's just like kind of how it is but like in those moments that's when you start to integrate the tools and then when you're out of those moments you're like just doing it the tools are still there and it's like then it just feels like joyful Absolutely. And I do feel, I feel a little bit guilty in a way that, like, 
people are like, how are you? And, and I'm like, I'm great. And they're like, oh, man, the world. I'm like, yeah, I know it's fucked up because, like, <laughs> the world is super fucked up. But, like, I personally have, like, never felt better outside of that. Yeah. It's an interesting – but I think but that's, that's our okay. job. That's okay. It's, like, it's important to weigh, I think, how – what's going on on the – on the political sphere and what's happening in our nation and take that into consideration. But like, honestly, what I can control is how I show up on my day to day. Definitely. And, um, just because, and yes, there's always going to be heartbreaking things that happen in this planet. Show me a time when there isn't, but like I can smile at a stranger or I can, you know, give a blowjob. Absolutely. Really well. (laughs) Might I add, um, or, you know, like, give a homeless person a meal or a dollar or anything and like so my interactions with the world at least that's one thing I can control oh I have a a fun assignment fun go stranger appreciation day give them a blowjob okay sure suck a guy's dick on the street no um stranger appreciation day I'm making this up okay we're off the the next off the cup the next time that you see someone or something about someone that is interesting, exciting, or in any way positive, you tell them. So you just like go Ooh. up to a random person, you're like, I really like your vibe. Or I'm yeah. like, hey, that's really cool how you just did that thing. Whatever it is that you see that you're into, tell the person that you are appreciative of it. Okay, I'm going to thank Stranger Evan in the sound day. booth for helping make this happen for us today. Thank you, Evan. I thank really you like so your much. vibe. See, guys, See? there it's we go. So easy, so easy, so easy. Stranger appreciation day um, starts now. How about listener appreciation? Always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We love you. You can check us out that's so retrograde.com. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Simbari. Namaste, listening. Bye. Yes, that's a retrograde.